A Dayton tissue bank has done what it says no one else has, harvested and processed donated parts of a skull to use in separating conjoined twins. You're listening to 91.7 WVXU on NPR One. I'm Ann Thompson with Focus on Technology. Augusto and Pedro's story is long and complicated. So is their medical history. Dayton Children's plastic surgeon Chris Gordon first learned of the three-year-old conjoined twins while on a trip to Guatemala. They were attached at the top of their heads and slightly rotated. This was causing developmental delays and health problems. Before arranging for the boys to travel to Dayton for separation surgery, Gordon asked his friend, Neil Clauser, an executive with Solvita, formerly known as Community Tissue Services, if the blood and tissue bank could provide material to cover the boys' brains. There would need to be extensive reconstruction involved, and so we knew that there would be bone material that would be needed, and that was, at the time, uh, something that we weren't currently recovering and processing. Uh, We had the capabilities and the technologies to always do that, but not for the uh, uh, in-depthness, if you will, of that type of separation. Silvita's scientists got right to work, creating 3D models of what the donated tissue would need to look like. The boy's first surgery was still two to three months away. Silvita's Pete Jenkins is in charge of engineering and development. So at that time, we started looking at what opportunities we had in relation to the types of tissues that we had worked with in the past, but maybe exploring what we're going to need to specifically be able to address the anatomy associated with as the, the, the separation that was taking place between the boys. Back at Dayton Children's, Augusto and Pedro were getting acclimated to their surroundings and undergoing a lot of tests. Turns out they love to dance, as explained in this hospital video. They both love dancing and music. As soon as you turn on the music, everything's fine. They don't care what else you're doing. Just let them dance. So we found during their clinic visits, keeping the music going really helps them. Their mother was at their side and said she trusted God and the surgeons would bring her son through a series of operations. To prepare, lead surgeon Rob Lober spent a lot of time making drawings and models. He agonized over how to preserve all their brain functions. He didn't want the separation to do any damage to either of the boys. As the first surgery was getting closer, Silvita's Jenkins was doing a lot of research. Until then, he says, he didn't have a lot of experience specifically with skull tissue. It was challenging because as a, the, the anatomy involved is different than the types of tissues that we normally work with. We haven't been associated with removing or, or processing the calvarium or skull tissue up until that time. And we knew this very, um, from Dr. Gordon's description that that was exactly what was going to be necessary. Silvita not only had to cover the boys' brains, but also had to make the material somewhat flexible. To do this, Jenkins and his staff first had to find donors for the skull and hip, get consent, and then modify the skull bone, which was incredibly thick and dense because it had to be expanded. In the meantime, Dayton Children's was stretching the boys' skin with a tissue expander and saline to better cover the brain. Jenkins put the final touches on the graphs. We had to kind of tweak it a little bit. So um, through some some development work by the project team, they were able to identify a way and be able to address this particular type of tissue and make it so that we could put it through the process and, like I said, give give the attributes exactly that we were looking to achieve for, for Dr. Gordon. With the final separation surgery just hours away, somebody with a megaphone outside the hospital led a couple dozen people in prayer. There are two precious children of God who will go through a significant surgery. 
We love them and we pray for their well-being. Inside the hospital, the surgical team prepared for the final separation and heard these words of encouragement. Just like Eisenhower said, planning is everything. Plans are worthless. You will be affected by things you don't predict intraoperatively. It's okay. You've gotten prepared for any unpredictable scenarios because all the work you've done. After many hours in the operating room, surgeons breathed a sigh of relief. Augusto and Pedro were successfully separated. They spent many months in the hospital recovering, but are now back in Guatemala healing and laughing. The boys still have a long road ahead, but they've paved the way for future patients and surgeons and for the blood and tissue banks like Solvita. It says this is the first time the top part of a skull has been recovered and used in large amounts, adding this experience will help others who need reconstruction of the head, jaw, and face. Watch a video of Augusto and Pedro's story at WVXU.org. Ann Thompson, 91.7 WVXU.